0: Go all the way back to January 19th, and I want you to think back to all of the times in the
1: mornings that you've been in this locker room, getting ready to go out that door, go down that tunnel to invest, to invest, put numbers up on the
0: stadium. That's all it's ever mattered. So that goes all the way back to January 19th when we started this thing this year. Always us in the morning to sit. Think about that. Why you do what you do? Hard people come from hard times.
2: Touchdown, Texas! No, no. Touchdown, Texas! What a catch! Big dive! And the game is gone!
1: What's better than this? Guys being dudes.
0: Welcome in to Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your host Noah Upsalt. It is Friday. We have a big, big day today. A big, big day tomorrow. We have a majority of our co-hosts over in Dallas for good reason. And I am hyped. Fantasy football playoffs are on the way. We got the college football bowl games conference championships coming up. Big stuff happening here in Austin. Big stuff happening around the country. Today we have uh, our hosts Mike and Jared are over in Dallas. They're doing they're doing God's work, cheering on, cheering on Longhorns. So we have a replacement today, but we have had a replacement in the past that underperformed, A.K.A. Brandon Holmes. But today we have f- f- like when you bring in you know some basketball player from Czechoslovakia, this guy unbelievable, Eugene. How are you doing? <laughs> That's a very, very nice opening for
2: me. Um, well, hey, y'all. I just wanted to say I was really pumped of that opener. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching that Texas OU game.
0: You oh, you sucks. Oh, you suck. Wait a <laughs> No, no, we're not allowed to say it. We're not oh, allowed, we oh, we're not say allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, oh no, no, no. wait, what? Oh, Dude, I just got a call from the Big 12. You're suspended. Oh. You find and can't go to the NFL. Sorry, bud. Oh, oh, <laughs> man. Well, but, my dreams are just shattered right, right
2: now. Right, because oh we're both about to get drafted. Yeah. Eugene, tell
0: us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What are you doing here?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm from Dallas, Texas. If you know about Rockwell, it's like 40 minutes east, small town. Nice. It's growing pretty quickly. Uh, I'm actually over here doing med school. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm here now. And I'm in my third year. So it's been quite a wild ride. So
0: we've had a bilingual um guest. Are you bilingual? Uh I know that's what that's our like a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of Korean. Okay. Well I think that being a future doctor, I but is it a is a bilingual kid from Mexico or the kid in med school who knows a little, who maybe I'm going to go with you. I think you take the cake. Med school, going to be a hot, we are talking to, we a conversation. I think I made Re- Eugene realize he's going to be a hot doctor. And <laughs> that's, just something, that's just something he has to accept. The earlier, the earlier figure he figures that out, the better. But As we said before, big weekend coming up. Tomorrow is the Big 12 Championship at Jury World in Dallas, Texas, Oklahoma, round two. Were you at the first OU game?
2: I was not there in person, I'll have to admit, but I was watching just at the edge of my seat.
0: Right, so I was there, didn't have tickets. I I said to an usher, I said, hey, how much to get into the game? He said, 40 bucks. Wow. I said, okay. Me and my friend got in for 40, That's watched the amazing. full game. It was one, it was an incredible experience, obviously. But things have changed. We're no longer that you know top-six team. Oklahoma is. We've lost two more times since then. Are we going to have the same outcome? What do you think the game's going to be like? Well, it's definitely going to be
2: tantalizing. OU, as you said, has just been explosive this season. Right. As much as they suck, uh, they they are (laughs) leading the league in just points per game at 48 on average, which is just ridiculous. Which is, I
0: mean, Big 12, you should expect out of a Big 12 team. For sure.
2: But in stark contrast, Texas is averaging, unfortunately, only 31 points per game.
0: Yeah, but our defense is... We didn't have to fire our defensive coordinator after we played OU. That's true. (laughs) Their
2: defense is just terrible. Right.
0: And so I think that's really where we can come
2: in and exploit it. And plus rivalries. Like, you just never know what happens. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you can never... I mean, everything that's done in the past... Speaking of the past, game against Kansas made me very uneasy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know why that game was so close. That's just... Kansas is getting better. But it shouldn't have been like that. I mean... I really think that the our success this season was just from momentum and mentality we're so talented obviously but you just see the drop-off after we come off our bye and after we lost to Oklahoma State you just see that drop-off I think if we played Kansas week you know week seven six seven it would have been a, another blowout but like you said these rivalry games they're different I th- do think that Oklahoma's gonna win uh, I'm a Michigan fan, so I don't think it'll be like that, like we saw that last week against Ohio State, where they got absolutely Ooh, routed. Yikes. I'm but, sorry, man. No, I appreciate that. But uh, I do think Oklahoma will win, and I think that it's going to be on the back of Murray. I don't think Texas's defense is going to be able to hold up. Um, but I do think it'll be close. Um, I think it's going to be a 10-point game. Uh, I'm going to go just, just even numbers 50-40. To be around there, 50 40.
2: I I agree. It's going to be definitely a high scoring game. You think? Who do you think's going to win? <sighs> as much Say as it, it. Pain, as much as it pains me, I, <laughs> I I want Texas to prove me wrong. But I think Oklahoma is going to going yeah. to win it um, because they just have so much to play for in this game. They want to get into that top four to play in the big leagues. Yeah.
0: But the other thing is like Texas has nothing to lose. Yeah. Which I think, which I. Th- don't I don't know how we've cuz we've had always have we always have so much to lose because we're Texas. So, I think that could factor into it. We'll see. Sure. But
2: I think I think the game will be a good one regardless and yeah. You know, it
0: it'll, it'll be a fun game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving forward though, um the f- I so I've been saying for years Texas football not the so not next year when I'm a senior but the year after is going to be a big things so just I want, I want to just repeat that as much as possible so everyone can can, can come say wow no those are the when it happens um all right, let's talk about let's go to the NFL. That's a, that's the show I think. What a game last night! Obviously not like a super exciting game, but what a revealing game about the playoffs and what these teams are capable of. The hottest team in football, number one in all the power rankings. Me and Michael's Super Bowl prediction week one: the Saints lose to the Cowboys in an extremely low-scoring game. The Cowboys, ever since the Cooper trade, they've just been hot. You know, everyone was saying the first round was way too much to give up for Cooper, but I was and I was. You know, I was like the leader of that movement i thought that was crazy um but i think amari has you know he's been motivated by the potential for a playoff push uh he obviously was very good when they were 10 when the raiders were 10 and 6 8 for 75 against a terrible pass defense but that didn't matter didn't matter he didn't need a score because the cowboys defense was unbelievable
2: yeah i mean man that was quite a game. I don't know if anyone could have predicted that, to be honest. Mm. But yeah, I was totally on the train, too, where Cooper trained for Cooper with a first-round pick. That, that was ridiculous. Right. But having Cooper in that offense has opened it up so much. It's given Dak a person to go to. It's given also a Zeke to have even more room to run and just right. be that amazing guy. And so I think the Cowboys, they're, they're really gaining a lot of momentum. And it's just going to keep on rolling especially after this win over right. the Saints.
0: They have that terrible division. Like I'm a little jealous of that division right there as a Lions fan. <laughs> but, you know, we'd still be in the running. But um it's really interesting what the Cowboys can do. That's the most explosive, maybe the best passing offense and maybe the best rushing offense. And they held them under 200 yards. The Saints haven't been held under 200 yards since 2001. Yeah, I've heard. That I is was insane. F- yeah. Wait, and was Bree still playing back then? 17 years ago i think oh so. no he's so old no, i can't was even keep track chargers by, back then or oh, something okay but, okay but nonetheless like that is insane the cowboys i mean people knew they had a good defense but like when you speak of historically good that's like a historically good defense stat H- held a uh, uh, powerful offense to less yards and the saints are better now but the offense is better now than it has been in, in recent history maybe when they won the super bowl but like that's an elite defense. That's like a Jaguars last-year stat, you know, like that's crazy I, I'm really impressed. I think if you know Vanderhesh, he's insane.
2: Mm, yes, I you know Sean Lee, And
0: Sean Lee's out when he comes back next year That's gonna be insane. Too many it, linebackers to handle him. Maybe yeah. they're gonna trade Sean Lee. We'll see Um, But and it's fantasy takeaways Um, the one good thing I'd say if you're a Saints player owner is we're not in the playoffs for most leagues yet, so this was a good week to have a down week um, unless okay, you played
2: their D, I <laughs> I had the glory play and played nice. Saints D. So I was very proud of that.
0: Yes That was that was the one good call <laughs> on the Saints side, but um, If you are gonna have a bad week, this is a good week to have it because they have such a good schedule for the playoffs um, Kamara Thomas and breeze. You're just never gonna take it out of the lineup Ingram is a weird really weird player You have an unorthodox offense with these two running backs. I think Kamara is the better player, but Ingram is obviously, I would say, still a top 10 running back talent, which is crazy because they have two. Um, What do you do with Ingram going forward? Yeah, as a resident Ingram owner, I'm just
2: I'm struggling with this. Because he has, as you said, the potential to be a top 10 running right. back he on like the
0: week. I mean, his first week back, and then two weeks ago, two touchdowns, right? Yeah, two weeks
2: ago, I think he was probably like the seventh um, yeah, ranked like running back in non-PPR formats. And I believe the week before that, he scored about similar numbers as well. So, I think you, it, it's going to... You're just going to have to stick him in your lineup just yeah. because of his upside, and as you said, his playoff schedule is just too good to pass yeah. up. Yeah, I
0: mean, you drafted him. You didn't draft him as your RB two. You draft because he had the 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 suspension. You drafted him as a flex. I mean, he's a, especially for the playoffs when you need to put up big numbers, especially if you're an underdog. That's a, like a high re, high risk high reward player. You put put, put him there, but if you're the one seed playing the four seed or something like that, I would maybe play. You know, I don't know. Would you do Boyd in a good matchup or Ingram? Ooh, that's a tough question. In an like, average matchup. I
2: think... Oh, in an average matchup, so it doesn't seem like that you'd just be a severe underdog in the matchup. Right. In an average matchup, I would, I would go on the safe side and probably go Boyd.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's interesting with Dalton out. We'll have to see. But Boyd, most of Boyd's production came after Dalton was taken out of the game last week. That's a whole other story. That's, that's Boyd. But let's continue. Really, really interesting game. Really revealing game. Week 12. So... This is when you really got to start reflecting on your players. I am a Lions fan, and I just love to talk about how much the Lions have changed <laughs> since last year. Last year, they had two top fifteen. I think it was maybe it was twenty. Two top twenty receivers. This year, we got Golden Tate traded away. He was doing he was doing very good at the beginning of the season. Kind of fell off. Now he, I would drop him. Uh, then you got Marvin Jones put on IR. He was the top ten in standard last year, top yeah. fifteen. The, 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 the Lions' long ball offense is over. It's over for at least for this year. So then you got Kenny Galladay, who's obviously uh, I would say wide receiver two weekly. You know I, that's a comfortable start. Matthew Stafford's still a good quarterback, not playing nearly as good as he had in the past. But anyone else in the Lions' offense, I, Bruce Ellington is the Maybe. wide receiver two. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like anyone. That's a big takeaway. Is like. You just don't. I wouldn't reach over there. Maybe Blunt in a good m- matchup, but yeah. Otherwise, Andrew Luck. What is it like? A hundred games in a row, three touchdowns. Yeah, he's ridiculous. You he's can r- just
2: guarantee three touchdowns from him essentially. Right.
0: No, but like, the, I love it because everyone was saying, "Will he ever be back to form?" You know, with the neck injury and everything, and he's he's back and he's just as good, if not better, than he hasn't been in the past. He's a weekly starter. He has a tough tough schedule coming up. And what I've noticed is TY actually plays better. TY plays better against better passing defenses and the tight ends play better against worse passing defenses. I don't mm. know why, but just keep that in mind. Okay. Bengals are the worst defense in the league by far. <laughs> Philip Lindsay's going to go off this week. I we'll talk about it later, but I think Philip Lindsay's going to have a really really maybe an Alvin Kamara like game. And then my biggest surprise of week 12 Bills over Jacks. What? <laughs> like, what a fantasy flip flop. Like Woo. you take you take the most historically good defense and the 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 worst de- like team to play against for a defense. Like I mean, the best team to play against if you have the defense. Right. There was like a time, in the first like 10 weeks of the year, the Bills were like the worst, there was the best team to play a defense against. It was like they were 10 points above the average, and the next team was like four, and then the third team was three. Like it was like a guarantee. Now you play the Jags, who were by far the best defense last year, against the Bills, and the Bills win. Josh Allen is looking like Cam Newton out there. (laughs) It's crazy. He loves to run. It's actually, it's just like, it's like we're in the upside down. I don't know. Okay, but that was, I think, just such a such a funny outcome there. What are your, any Week 12 takeaways?
2: Yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit, but yeah. I think the Cowboys' offense are on the rise. I mean, Cooper did his Cooper thing and exploded against the Redskins Cooper before thing. that. Man, and and what we were concerned about beforehand in the past couple seasons was that he was just completely boom and bust. Right. He was the definition of it, to the extreme. But now, he's actually gaining volume in this Cowboys offense. So, he is going to be a strong play going forward, with some risk.
0: I think Jason Garrett is like, he just loves his studs. He feeds Zeke, he Fed Dez, to an extent. Yeah. He brings a new... I mean, and I think that Gruden is much more of like a money ball type guy. Just, you know, get you know, get the best possible team. Get your studs out of there. You know, he's going in for the... because he has the 10 years so he's going in for the long haul. And he just wasn't going to give Cooper the volume he
1: needed. But,
0: it's, you know, wow. You, you forget how talented he is.
2: I agree. And man, the Broncos defeated the Steelers last week. That was... <laughs> that was something. Like, what? Yeah. Um, and now... I mean, I can see the Broncos just gaining momentum with this game, some juice. It'll still be a little bit tough to make playoffs. I mean, their division, division has both the Chiefs and the Chargers. Like, that's just ridiculous. But they do have an easier schedule coming up. The Bengals, 49ers, Browns, and Raiders before playing their divisional matchup with the Chargers. I mean, it's looking good for them. Yeah. And then my last takeaways just with the Ravens. They're having success with Lamar Jackson. John Harbaugh is just playing the games, you know, with Joe Flacco. But essentially he wants Lamar Jackson to play. And this also for the Ravens, the schedule is looking good for fantasy, but a little bit tougher for them in terms of playoffs because they're playing the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Bucks, Chargers and Browns. But, you know, Anything can happen. And low-key, also, I just want to see the Browns make the playoffs. Just because that would be just a glory play. Wow.
0: That might, that's some of the best analysis we've ever had. <laughs> can I, before we move on, I, so we do a Google Doc on the show, basically to kind of have something organized. We create a Google Doc weekly. Mike or Jared usually um, builds it, kind of gets a template, and we all fill in our thoughts just so we have some kind of script to go off of. So I sent Eugene late last night. I sent him a... I sent him a template, and then I I sent him an example from the past, and I checked the doc this morning, and this guy has maybe 1,500 words. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't wait to see Jared and Mike's reaction when they see this doc. Here's what every single column looks like. It says Noah, colon, and then it says Eugene, colon, and then, like, a solid, like, like chunk paragraph that's like a 10-liner paragraph every time wow you know eugene said he was excited but i I don't know i love the passion man thank you so much for making (laughs) this legit you know i do improv this is what i do so i can just make stuff up off the top of my head and pretend like i know what i'm talking about but this is there's so much research there's so many statistics incredible Otherwise, if you're listening, we uh, this is guys, me and dudes fantasy football. You can follow us at dudes football on Twitter. Tweet at us, DM us your questions, DM us what our favorite breakfast pastry is, whatever. We love when uh, we love your activity on there at dudes football on Twitter, and we will continue on any other week twelve takeaways. I think that's it for me. Cool. Disappointments in week twelve. So. I'm going to start with Alshon Jeffrey in my keeper league with my boys on the podcast. When Alshon came back and started to put up numbers, I was so excited. We had to do a a 10-man, 3-receiver league, and I have Hopkins, um, Mike Evans, and Alshon. And I was like, look at this core. This is incredible. I'm going to be putting up 60 points for my receivers weekly. (laughs) But Alshon sucks now for some uh, reason. Maybe it was Golden Tate. Maybe it's Carson Wentz never going to be the same player. I don't know. Alshon is a borderline flex now. I agree. I is mean, he, the, would you even put him in flex? I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's
2: something about the post Super Game uh, Super Bowl game uh, yeah. blues, like. Super Bowl the, hangover, yeah. Yes, the Super, Bowl, Super Bowl hangover. That's what I was trying to go for. <laughs> it just seems like the Eagles aren't their same selves. There's something broken within that system, and it's hard to really place my finger on what exactly it is. But I agree, Alshon Jeffrey is probably more like a flex play now. Rather I mean, he obviously has too. high
0: upside. Um, I don't. I honestly, that's just a toss up for me. It's tough to, tough to predict. Obviously, Ertz is the only guy there. You're gonna want to start weekly. But yeah, who disappointed you? Well, I mean, since we talked a little bit about Mark Ingram,
2: he definitely disappointed me for two weeks in a row. Not only last night, but also the week before that. He was playing against Falcons, who are like the twenty nine thirty is like the, the third worst run defense in the NFL, and he just cannot deliver against the Falcons. And that just goes to show again, as we're talking about some of the risk. But also the benefit that you get with Ingram, where even if you have a good matchup, you're not guaranteed the volume and the opportunities because Alvin Kamara is just tearing it up out out there right now.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah. I mean, Kamara, you try to put him into like the context of normal analysis and you can't. And I keep saying this: Tyreek Hill, Kamara, Patrick Holmes, you can't you can't look at the matchup and say it's a bad matchup and sit it. It's just crazy. So, but so Mark Ingram, obviously talented, but. He is not benefiting from the talent of of Kamara in terms of fantasy. Another guy that disappointed me, Aaron Rodgers. And this oh, is like man. the biggest, maybe the biggest fantasy disappointment this year. Um, I'm so happy the one league I drafted him, I also drafted Mahomes, like mm. in the 10th. Um, but And people are trying to say, is it him? Is it McCarthy? Is it his receivers? I think it's everything. Um, next year is going to be much better. The receivers, the two rookie receivers they have turn into sophomores. They might sign somebody. Jimmy Grant has a little more um, chemistry. Aaron Jones is going to be the clear back there. He'd catch the ball, too. But Rodgers is not even startable in a 12-man league right now. Obviously, Minnesota's a great defense. But, like, you you just, you just always hear, but it's Aaron Rodgers, you know? And he's wins. He won some games this year. Uh, he tied the Vikings week one but it's just it's like uncomfortable like i feel bad talking about it but i mean this is a conversation that me and my fantasy league were having last week in a vacuum right now who do you want as your quarterback rodgers or mahomes mahomes he
2: does have a tougher um, playoff schedule no but, i mean but if like if you're starting an nfl team oh i see
0: and you have let's just say you have the chiefs roster okay and you need a and you assume they both know the playbook who do you want rodgers or mahomes
2: if they're both playing for the chiefs right ooh Mahomes is very interesting, but because he's only a, a sophomore, yeah. he's he, he, technically, he, yeah, it's technically, even though this is his coming out season, he, he's pretty mistake prone. I've, I've seen him yeah. throw a lot of just very,
0: very deep balls that were very careless. You're taking Rodgers. <sighs> Here, I'll give you my answer first before okay. you answer. So even though this is 90% of anyone who knows football would say rogers just because he's more talented i just think that because of what's happening right now with with the mentality and the coaching and everything, I just, I Rodgers is making mistakes. Like, he threw, the he, he had a touchdown to Devontae Adams that was just a little bit over his head. That's true. He had a, a pass in the flats that was, te- I could have made a better pass than that, <laughs> against the Vikings. Like, it, it, and those were both, like, at the end of the game. So yeah. he's not the only, he's not, you know, the only guy. He's not innocent, you know? He's making mistakes. Patrick Mahomes is so hot right now. Obviously, you don't have to make this decision. You're not starting an NFL team. Do you agree with Rogers? you think Rodgers... All, all my league mates disagree with me.
2: Man, I think... I personally believe that McCarthy's at the root of what's going on in the Packers right now. I think that if... I think if Rodgers were just plugged into the Chiefs right now, yeah. and with having Andy Reid there, I think he would be so much more successful, especially with so many offensive weapons there. So I think I would still take okay. Rodgers, but just by an inch because of his experience and his history.
0: Yeah, absolutely fair. Okay, so... Interesting, interesting uh, discussion there. So, uh, talking moving from disappointments, who impressed you? So, this is a really interesting fantasy guy right now, Gus Edwards. The mm. Ravens are one of the most predict- unpredictable backfields. We've had Alex Collins was drafted in the fourth, fifth as a nice RB two. He was great in the end of last season, but Gus Edwards comes in and puts up a hundred yards two weeks in a row. He's not getting he's getting fifteen around fifteen carries. They're still splitting the carries a little bit, and I know that the there's it's a crowded backfield but I just want to pull let me pull up the Ravens schedule real quick and we can just take a look at these uh rushing defenses and with with Lamar Jackson like it's going to be interesting but still two weeks in a row Gus is doing great. All right, here's the schedule. This week, Falcons. We just talked about how bad their rushing defenses. Yep. Chiefs, terrible rushing defense. I agree. Buccaneers, terrible rushing defense. Chargers Pretty good rushing defense. Yeah, and then if you're playing 17, you suck. Yeah, but you suck. <laughs> too many of my leagues are 17. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's so annoying. It's like yeah, but three. That's three weeks of just and they're coming. But he's the thing is he's coming off the Bengals and Raiders, which are two also bad rushing defenses. So, but I think you know what are the odds that he gets 100 yards in the next three weeks? I think that's like a not that bad of a bet, you know. He, you, didn't, you didn't pick him up. I mean, he's my wide receiver, too, in elite league. <laughs> I mean, running back, too. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Gus? I,
2: I think he's just taking over the, yeah. the backfield. We kind of saw this last year of Alex Collins when he was really hot, and John Harbaugh was like, you know, you're going to be the guy. Yeah. And it seems like now Gus has taken that role from Alex Collins. Of course, we have yet to see really Alex Collins really coming back in and what the dynamics would be. But it seems like... The way that they've organized the offense, there's some special sets with Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards specifically. So it seems like for the scheming side of things, they really love Gus Edwards. And if Lamar Jackson is going to continue to be out there, I think it's safe to say that Gus Edwards will continue to have, have that workload.
0: Absolutely. Uh, my other guy who impressed me, obviously you're playing him every week, but Christian McCaffrey, over 40 points. Yeah, maybe. I just want to call out Brandon. Uh, you don't know Brandon, but but he's been on the show many times. And he said to sell Christian McCaffrey. What? As a, and I said, I, I was not at the show, and I called and I said, that's a terrible idea. Don't sell Christian McCaffrey. Cr- they are playing the Saints twice. The Saints do have a great rushing mm. defense, but you saw Zeke get a pass, 60 yards, receiving and a receiving touchdown last week. McCaffrey is the, maybe the, he's like, I think he's top 15 in receiving right now. McCaffrey is, do not, well, you're not going to sell him because you can't trade anymore in most leagues, but super impressive. I love him going forward. Awesome. I wouldn't be concerned because again that passing
2: work, it's just gonna get around the same right. amazing run defense. Right. So I guess in terms of what impressed me this week, um, and you had mentioned it a little bit before, it was Philip Windsey. Man, like, Whoa. he is the bomb. Like, what is regression? Like, he just continues <laughs> to have amazing efficiency. Like, last week, 14 carries for 110 on the ground and a touchdown. That is averaging 7.86 yards per carry. This
0: is, we, the, this is so weird. This guy came out of nowhere. Kind of, I would say, so he's like an Alvin Kamara light. Yeah. I kind of want to say. He was undrafted. Um, and you all the hype was in the... What? Wh- I um, I even forgot uh, his name, though. I forgot
2: his name. Like people people draft him like, the fourth, fifth round. Oh my um, god. Freeman, Royce Freeman, Royce Freeman, duh, Freeman. of course. Oh, my god! See, that's gosh. very
0: telling. I can't even remember his Yikes. name. yeah. I should have remembered his name, but that happens sometimes with the best of us. But Lindsey, like, is crazy. What is he going to be drafted at next year?
2: Oh, my gosh. So I mean, they'd love them over there um, in Denver. I think... I, I think it would be
0: I wouldn't be unreasonable for like second third round maybe honestly he's the t- he's a top 12 back he wasn't even getting a lot of volume in the beginning of the season he has an incredible schedule coming up yeah absolutely like in my keeper league I drafted uh, I drafted Dalvin cook and who was my RB2 well long story short it's Dalvin cook and Chris Carson it's uh, not been bad. I also drafted Tevin because Tevin's gonna be a free agent next year. Sure. But you know who my starters right now are who? Phillip, Lindsay and Aaron Jones That's <laughs> That's a strong team right there like, like, But these guys came out of nowhere, and I gotta be honest with you I, w- I thought Jamal Williams was gonna be the better back this year. Yeah, but I mean th- That's the thing about fantasy It's like that's why you there's all these different you know zero running back strategy Don't draft a running back don't draft a receiver because these guys pop out. He's incredible and this week, you know who he plays? Bengals. Ooh, that's that's gonna be money. So, I t- I said earlier, I think that Lindsey's gonna have a really good game, and I think like I re- this could be like a 200-yard, three-touchdown game.
2: It, it very well could be. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the
0: number one running back on right. the week. What what's your? Pred- I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold prediction: 200 total yards and three touchdowns. What's yours? Ooh,
2: I I don't know if I can be that bold, man. I'm <laughs> I'm going with. 130 and
0: 2. Okay. That's still pretty bold. And
2: 130, like, total scrimmage yeah. charge, right? Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. But,
2: yeah, I mean... And also, he's, like, what, 5'8 and 190, right? Like He's, he's like, tidy. a small... Yeah. So, this is saying, like, if I gain 30 pounds, I can beat him, right? Probably. Like, I can yeah. just go in. And if he's...
0: What is he? You said 180? 190, 190. 190, yeah. I got, like, a lot... I mean, I got, like, 60, 70 pounds on him. Like, oh, dude, easy, man. I, am I an NFL running... I got, like, and, like, what, 5 inches on him? Yeah. Let's go. Dude, easy. Wow. You, you got it. You I know, you, you believe,
2: can, you too can get these
0: stats can't right here. that I, do, that I haven't <laughs> tried over the NFL. It's crazy. <laughs> but what a, what a, what a good story though. Like undrafted. And I mean, he was a great player at Boulder, but like,
2: yeah. I, I always love the underdog undrafted stuff. Yeah. No, that's great. He's
0: definitely going to be like, you know, you see those like 30 for 30 best undrafted players, blah, blah, blah. He's definitely going to be right up there. Oh yeah. Um, I agree. All right. On. Let's go on to America's favorite segment. <laughs> we have well. I'll tell you this. We have America's favorite segment is we have one co-host named Michael. It's Michael's Michael Michael's Michael Dixon Minute of the Week. Okay. And we update on Michael Dixon and how he's doing in the NFL. Um, but let's talk about second favorite segment, Dude of the Week. This is guys being of football. My Dude of the Week, Lamar Jackson.
1: Hmm.
0: He's going to play the Falcons. One of the one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to struggling to put up points against that good defense. Uh this is going to be I think a little bit higher scoring than we think. I think this might be like a 55 point over, something like that. But Lamar Jackson, I think he could go for another 100 yards on the ground. I think that I think that the Ravens could have two times the amount of rushing yards they have passing yards. I can definitely see that. Like, it's just. They love to run. They're literally like a. It's like San Diego State. Like, (laughs) it's like. It's crazy. Like, they're just, you know, just running and running and running. Why not? If it works, it works, right? Yeah. Uh, I love him this week.
2: And I mean, you kind of see it with just how John Brown has become irrelevant in fantasy. They're just not focusing as much on the past. I
0: loved John Brown at the beginning of the season. He was so good, but now nothing.
2: Exactly. And you're just hoping from Crab Chee, just like a short passing touchdown or something. Right. Um, my dude of the week, though, is Adam Humphreys. Wow. Yeah, and you may be thinking, who
0: is, like, wh- yeah, who is, is this guy?
2: Why is he on this podcast? He's trash. <laughs> well, I might be biased because I own him currently, but okay. he actually has been a solid flex play over the past five weeks. Like, listen to these numbers, like, in the non-PPR, okay. 7.6, 20.9, 5.3, 12, 11.4. He's averaging 11.3 points it's sol- per That's game. That's a solid
0: flex. We exactly. Three.
2: Five catches, six targets per game in that time span. Not amazing volume, but look, Deshaun Jackson has just been ruled out this week. And Jackson, even though he's been a dud for fantasy over that, that time period, he has averaged seven targets a game in that time span. And, you know, those targets have to go somewhere. And I think Humphreys has an opportunity to grab at least one or two of those targets. I mean... I know, Chris Godwin, he's more of a kind of like a deep threat guy, and he's going to steal a lot of those targets from Jackson. But look at this. So yeah. Godwin, on average, for the past five weeks, he has about 14.8 yards per catch. Humphrey okay. he still has a respectable 12.5. He yeah. has some depth to him. And even
0: as a, as a slot receiver, that's, that's very respectable. Exactly.
2: And he's also playing the Panthers this week, and even though they have a reputation to be a solid defense, this was a game where he scored 20.9 points against them. He has, he has t- torn that up before. And they're actually middle of the pack in terms of fantasy points given up to the wide receiver. And as you said, or no, well, not as you said, <laughs> but it's also going to be a higher scoring game. I think the over-under in this is 40, 54.5 points. Wow. So, and given the Bucks D is trash, and Jameis Winston always has to throw a pick in there just because he's Jameis Winston. Humphreys has so much opportunity to get a lot of points. So, yeah, give me Adam Humphreys.
0: I love it, man. <laughs> that analysis is impeccable. Um, wow. Okay. So, going on to dud of the week. One good player you think will be a dud. I'm gonna go with a big, big name, Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh. Playing the Bears. Eli Manning sucks. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but and he's obviously not been as He's not been that good this year. He's still a top, you know, wide receiver. He's probably a high end two right now just because of the unpredictability. But I think he gets like almost shut out this week. Uh, the Bears defense is just going to pressure Manning so much. He's not going to get a lot of time. Uh, the Giants aren't running Odell's specialty of the crossing routes, they're just sending him out, and it's just sloppy. Yeah. Uh, the I- second half of last week, the Giants, you know, how many times Saquon touched the ball? Four times. Yeah, I was, I was like, "What? What are heard, you doing?" I literally heard that maybe ten times throughout the day yeah. because it was so, so startling. Everyone who was reviewing the games when it was halftime during other games, "Oh, Saquon only four touches, blah blah blah," and I was like, "Okay, like we get it, but it's like, startling, <laughs> you know? Maybe, maybe one of the best upcoming players, maybe the best upcoming player in the league, four touches. That's how you lose a huge f- first half lead. Odell, I'm gonna go below fifty yards, no touchdowns. Man, ah." Uh...
2: That sucks because I have him in my league, so (laughs) I sure hope that he does better than that. But I do agree, the Bears' D is quite something this year. Good for them, especially with Khalil Mack in there. So my dud of the week is, it may be obvious, but it's James White. I mean, he's still ninth in terms of running back fantasy points per game in the season. But guess who's coming back? Rex Burkhead. And while Burkhead won't be a significant factor, I believe, in fantasy for the rest of the season, he's only going to hurt the value of Sony Michel and James White. Yeah. I mean, the only sample size we have with Rex Burkhead in in the game is for the first three weeks. And James White was serviceable. I think he got like roughly ten fantasy points per game. But he truly exploded once Burkhead was out. And people could argue that White might be safe with the receptions he's been getting from Brady. But Brady actually hasn't been the same guy as he has been in the years past. I mean, kind of similar to Rodgers in some senses. But while maybe some, um, while some of the implications of that change could be that White gets more checkdowns. In that last game against the Jets, most of his yardage actually came from the ground. He was nine for seventy-three. Wow. Yeah, I can see Burke taking away six carries and catcher two in this upcoming game. And with the pass taking on the fifth-ranked run D, that is the Vikings, and knowing Belichick and his love to muddle up the backfield, I think James White's <laughs> gonna hurt your team this week and give you a really big dud. Wow! Like four points, five points. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Give
0: me, give me total yards. Oh, yeah.
2: total yards and non-PPR, or just total. Just yards. Just yards. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say 45.
0: 45. Yeah. Love it. Let's go back to our dudes real quick. I just we to make some some yardage and touchdown prediction. So for me, Lamar Jackson, I'm gonna say um, 80 rush and 150 pass with one touchdown for each. Cool. Yeah. You Humphreys,
2: Humphreys. I'm gonna go. Ooh. I'm gonna go with six catches. And 80 yards, and a touchdown.
0: Cool. I think I think 14 points is doable. Absolutely. Well, that's oh, well, that's well, that's half PBR even more. But yeah. Okay. Moving on to. We always say America's favorite seven of the week. Whatever. America's favorite seven of the week. JNN, that's a Jared Michael Noah mini league. We create fantasy football rosters with ESPN non-PPR rankings. One quarterback outside the top 10. Two running backs outside the top twenty-two, Two wide receivers outside the top 20. And one tight end not named. Ertz, Kelsey, Gronk. And we're adding two to the list. Eric Ebron and George Kittle. Fair enough. All right. Let's hear the roster.
2: Uh, do I start off?
0: Just go for it, yeah.
2: All right. So... For my quarterback, I am going with Noah's Dude of the Week with Lamar Jackson. I think mm-hmm. he's going to have an awesome game. For my two running backs, I'm going to go Tariq Cohen and Adrian Peterson, actually. Tariq Cohen has just been explosive. I know he's been pretty boom bust this season. But Jordan Howard, he, he's he been really on the downtrend this this season. So yeah. I, I think Cohen's going to really take advantage of the matchup. Adrian Peterson, I, I understand Chris Thompson's coming back, but you know... I really think he has a good opportunity to get those touchdowns and he always plays through his injuries somehow I don't know he's a freak but I think, I think he's going to deliver. In terms of running wide receivers I'm choosing Tyler Boyd and DJ Moore because DJ Moore has been getting really hot lately yeah. and, and they're playing the Bucks so great opportunities there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Cameron Braid, I think I think he's going to get a touchdown so I, I chose him for my tight end.
0: Okay I'm currently choosing my wide receivers I want to go. I don't want to go the same re- receivers as you, so I'm gonna go. I'll go to my Thomas. All right, that's my yeah. guy. So my full roster is. <laughs> I like that. We got. I'm going against my dude of the week, Philip <laughs> Rivers, twenty-five for twenty-six last week. At some point, might have mm. been more than that. Incredible. Sorry, bud. That's going to be a high-scoring game. Chargers, uh, Steelers, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Tariq Cohen, TJ Yeldon, and then I got DJ and DT, and then I got Cameron Bright playing by far the worst defense against the tight end. The Panthers, Bright is my guy. I love Bright and uh, OJ. So, yes, okay. Didn't get. I didn't get the GM and rosters for Michael and Jared. Just bad guys. Man. But, but take a look in the doc. Take a look at that uh, record right now. You see who's winning? Ooh, that's yeah. I, 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 it's I me. Think that's Noah. That's me. Yeah. So that's kind of resemblance of they're not they not being here. They're not good at fantasy either. <laughs> um, I'm fourteen and nine, Jared's twelve and eleven. Michael's ten and thirteen. We'll update the uh, those rankings for you next week. Okay. I am going to uh, go through some start sits and we might have a guest on the show uh, from the phone. But start sit decisions for all y'all out there. Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson. So they're playing each other. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson.
2: I agree. I think the Ravens are just gonna shut down Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan hasn't been as explosive as he was yeah. earlier in the season.
0: He was great earlier, though. Uh, Brady or Mayfield. I like this one. Brady against Minnesota and Mayfield against Houston.
2: Yeah, I mean they're both tough oh defenses. No. And Baker, Mayfield while well, he hasn't better he has been. He has had easier matchups though, right. to be fair. I'm
0: gonna go Brady actually. Even though I want to go Baker, but I just think Brady's going to score more. Yeah, I mean, I know. Brady's Baker, been bad. <laughs>
2: Brady has been bad. For and fantasy. For fantasy, for fantasy yeah. sure. I think, man, I know Mayfield's from OU, but Baker Mania, bro. I, th- I think I'm going go May- to go with Mayfield. Baker
0: going to bake. <laughs> yep, you're right. to bake him. Doug Baldwin or Adam Humphreys? You go this one first because that's your guy, Humphreys. Woo!
2: Yeah, honestly, um... You know, just asking for a friend. (laughs) I I think uh, my friend is uh, deciding between these two.
0: I'm... Man. That's a tough one. Baldwin is just like... You see that name, but he's just not putting up numbers. I'm going to go Humphreys here, actually. Really? Um, Uh, It it really depends on the matchup, though. I think if I'm an underdog, I'll go Baldwin. But if if it's the close matchup or I'm going to go Humphreys, he's a little bit safer.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think... I've gotta go with my due of the week. I'll go home first.
0: <laughs> okay, last one. Tevin Coleman versus Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack might not play but this is an easy one for me, Marlon Mack.
2: Yeah, I mean Tevin Coleman I don't know what's so going on. Yeah, yeah, it's he's risky. I mean, the Jags have been decent against the run, but I mean Marlon Mack has just he's been solid, I would say. Although he has his down weeks. I think I'll go Mack as well.
0: Okay. So I have a guest on call. He didn't say he was ready, but we're going to call him anyways. <laughs> see if he picks up. Okay. Before we do that, let's do Dogs of the Week. Who is your Underdog of the Week? I'm going Dolphins are favored by five over the Bills. What happened to the Dolphins? They were like 3-4-0, oh, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they were doing great. No, not so much. Bills over Dolphins uh, with the five-point spread. You?
2: Yeah. I mean, right now... um, The Jags are projected to beat the Colts by 4.5. That's just... I think the Jaguars are just falling apart right now. Like, they're all over the place with Blake Blake Bortles. The coach is kind of freaking out. Terrible. Defense is just not organized.
0: Michael's a big Jags fan.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Michael, but your Jags are sucking right now. (laughs) They suck. suck. And Andrew Luck has been so hot, I think he's just going to kill the Jaguars. So, give me the Colts in this one.
0: Yeah. All right. So, let's get into some hot topics. All right. So, we we like to have fun on the show. We like to mess around, but there's some, you know, we still have to remember that that football players are people, too. And Kareem Hunt just came out with this big thing. Oh, a uh, video of him shoving a woman from February. Uh, he was sent home from practice. Um, it's, uh, it's tough to relate fantasy to real life. Guys have injuries that affect their life ACL, and we just kind of, or like, you know, concussion, and we just kind of gloss over it. But... And that's part of, you know, they pay you know, they get paid these big amounts of money to play this sport, but this is just really another story. We saw Zeke get the six-game suspension last year from uh, from his uh, case. Not sure. I assume the Chiefs are going to push really hard to get him uh, back before the playoffs. You can't really predict. I would say, so it's week 13. If we go 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, that's five games. They'll probably push for that. But fantasy wise, we have to look at that. Um, And Spencer Ware becomes really interesting. He's been really good in the past. Two years ago, he was uh, a starter every week before Hunt was there. Um, Thoughts?
2: Yeah. um, uh, Yeah, I'm just so disappointed in Kareem Hunt right now. Because he's just such a fun player to watch. And I've heard some of his mic ups are amazing. But yeah, this is really unfortunate. I I couldn't even bring myself to watch the video. I just didn't want to see it. it. Yeah, but. Going forward, in terms of fantasy, I, I I, wouldn't expect him to really be contributing to your playoffs, unfortunately. I, I really hope that you picked up Spencer Ware as your handcuff, because I think he's going to be an integral part of the Chiefs' offense. And if he's out there in your waivers, go pick him up, because that's the league winner right there.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I guess, the majority of it. Is pick up Spencer Ware if, you, um, if if people haven't already. I mean, I was having some trouble. seeing who to drop. Um, would you pick up Spencer Ware for Chris uh, Thompson coming back off injury?
2: Man, um, I I think Spencer Ware would be worth it. I think I would, I would drop, I'll I'll drop. Go for the for upside, Thompson. especially for the yeah. playoffs.
0: You got to go for the upside. Yeah. Okay. Going off that uh, disappointing note. We'll go to some other hot topics. Let's go to some injuries. So we have Mitch Trubisky missed a week. Didn't matter for the Bears, though. Lions are too bad to contend against a backup quarterback. (laughs) So this is really interesting. I think he should be back this week. But how much of a factor is Trubisky in the Bears' success because of the defense?
2: Sure. Well, I do think Chase Daniels is a great game manager. I think he gets the job done. Okay. But Trubisky definitely makes the offense more explosive and it makes it makes it much more fun to watch the Bears. So I think I think if Trubisky sits out this week, the Bears I think I think they'll be able to pull out a win regardless. But definitely the offense will be more lackluster as a result.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean it's really interesting. I think he'll be back, and the Bears are just like pulling together scraps of players to come out in the receiving game and, and be good. I was someone who uh, didn't believe in, in uh, him earlier in the season, and then he proved me wrong with that six-touchdown week against Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm getting texts from our, from our <laughs> right now. But another uh, guy I want to talk about is Tom Brady. Are the, are the Patriots over? You know,
2: so many times we think the Patriots are over and they pull it out somehow. And they still have an A three record. It's that's still very respectable. I, I still think they're gonna
0: make the playoffs. I think Bel- I think <laughs> Belichick could just like go to any team and just figure out a way to just beat teams. Like he just beats teams. Like that's all you need to do. Doesn't do I mean the running game has been has been great this year for the, the running backs have been great this year for the Patriots. Obviously, the the passing has been a mess with Gronk and Gordon coming in, and Edelman, Edelman suspension and all. And Chris Hogan was so hot in the, beginning of the season, yeah, and it was terrible. But I mean, that's the magic of Belichick. You just can't explain it. Uh, okay, we're gonna give this guy another chance, my friend Kieran. Let's see if he picks up. <laughs> he is a Raiders fan, so 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 be nice, okay? Uh,
2: uh, I'll try. I'll try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raiders fans see if he picks up. But another team. Another. All right, here he is, Kieran. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you're on the air, buddy. Uh, Kieran, you're international correspondent here, a Raiders expert. Uh, Kieran, everyone wants to know what is the future of the Raiders with Gruden. Like, as a Raiders fan, it's gonna be you, your view might be a little muffled from your bias with Cooper and Mac and basically the whole roster going and taking flights elsewhere. What is your honest thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that, depending on where these picks kind of pan out, the, the
1: future is somewhat bright, actually. It can't get any worse than what <laughs> it is right now, which is the upside of the situation. But as the Bears and the Cowboys actually continue to win, it's getting uh, more and more bleak for our future. But... Um, as the years kind of went on, I've kind of become less and less of a fan of Cooper as he kind of struggled when it was anybody, any sort of coverage corner guarding him or one-on-one coverage. He was never really was able to break free and be that kind of alpha receiver that we needed from him. So a first-round pick in that hall wasn't actually the end of the world, but it obviously was kind of a stab in the back to the fan base to get rid of right. Mac. But
0: that's well, I the mean, Cooper is the one Raiders decision that I like actually.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it I think it could work out for both him and the Raiders. I like him as a talent, but it clearly just wasn't working out with whatever it was, the pressure or the situation.
0: Right. What about Gruden?
1: Yeah, I mean Gruden's definitely a personality. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the fire he brings, but I don't necessarily think he's uh has the mental capacity to keep this job for ten years, it seems like. But um I don't know. He wants to he kinda wants to build his own team from scratch. So he's definitely in the process of doing that and if he's the master drafter or the quarterback whisperer that he thinks he is, then maybe he can get something going a couple of years down the road. But it's definitely not going to be sniffing the playoffs anytime soon.
0: Yeah, you're in it for the long haul.
1: Yeah, which is definitely a bummer because two years ago we were right there. You know, so it's hard to break with it all a down sim- up with a out.
0: similar team too. Like
1: it's almost the exact same team, just a different <laughs> mentality or whatever the case may be.
0: Right. I think that uh, that quarterback of yours, may, I don't know, maybe he, uh, maybe there's a curse on him or something.
1: It could be, could be. He's definitely looking like a completely different player from two years ago.
0: Wonderful. Well, Kieran, any uh, Kieran, I was trying to get Aaron Jones from you in our keeper league, and you That's said, true. and you said no multiple times. Why?
1: Um, I just really feel like Aaron Jones' stock can only go up from where it is right now, with a new coaching change, with somebody who actually realizes that he could be a bell cow type of back, and just with Aaron Rodgers actually trusting him. You can see if you're watching the games, he's actually audibling out of plays to runs, which is something that I never really saw from him in my limited time of watching him. You'd always kind of audible into a pass and kind of try and take it over on his own. He's actually kind of trusting Aaron Jones, and the fact that his yards per carry are so high, and just he looks like an electric back when he has the ball. So it's definitely someone I don't want to get rid of unless I'm you know, replacing it with Either a back of higher talent or a high end wide receiver because that's where the position of need is on my team.
0: So we have Eugene on the show today. I'm going to ask Eugene. So he, would you do, Kieran, would you TUI for Jones straight up?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't do that either. Long
0: term TUI or Jones, who do you like? Jones. I like Jones. Just well, he said Jones running, too.
1: Running back depth is more obviously more important. You can stream wide receivers a little bit better. Right. And, uh, you know so that's definitely but it's definitely TY I think is also a player that is gonna only get better as his connection you know he's starting to get healthy again and uh Luck is obviously playing amazing football right now
0: alright Kieran last question uh huh what's the worst team in the NFL oh man that's hard Um, I'll give you a few options let's go Bengals Lions um Raiders Mm-hmm. 49ers. Cardinals.
1: Um, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. That's Personally, I think the Bengals are actually a better team than it looks. I think they're just A.J. Green AJ, yeah. and Andy Dalton healthy away from being okay. So they're definitely out of there. Um, I don't know. It's, it, from watching the Raiders, I've watched every game for however many years, and I've never – you know regardless of the record not wanted to watch the team and this year is one where i've legitimately not wanted to watch <laughs> there's nothing i feel enough. you like like Lynch's was okay maybe he like has a little juice and like was fun to watch there's not any like, I can't even name three receivers. I could. But like, <laughs> name three receivers on that team yeah, I was
0: calling you know. Kieran the other day, and we—I couldn't—I couldn't name a defensive player.
1: I yeah, <laughs> so it's lack of star power, lack of enthusiasm. Well, that's the team is definitely something that. So I think they're probably down there, and I hope they end up with the worst so they can get. Right. Those are some sort of difference maker.
0: That's really that's really uh, mature of you to 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 be honest. There.
1: Yeah, it hurts. All it right, definitely hurts.
0: buddy. It's great to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Uh, you have a great day, okay? All
1: right. Big fan of the show. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. See you.
0: All right. Wow. You know, we have to keep in mind those who are really struggling. In there, I mean, I've been through the perfect season for Detroit. Mm. I've been through that, but we've had some brighter days or this past few years, but now it's bad too. But we just have to keep those Raiders fans in mind. Okay. More hot topics. Any playoff predictions? Let's do Super Bowl predictions. NFC, Ooh. AFC. Well, let's see. Let's go, I'm going to go to the playoff, uh, what the playoff picture looks like right now. Let's just do a bracket. What do you say? Bracket. Okay, <laughs> let's go for it. Okay, pull it up the NFL playoff machine. Okay, so projected right now, the AFC. Kansas City, first seed. New England, second seed. And then the wild card games are Baltimore versus Houston. Let's start there.
2: Ravens versus Texans. Hmm. Wow.
0: That's an easy one for me. Eight straight games? Come on, Texans, baby. I
2: guess. I guess. All right, Texans. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give them, I'll give the Texans. Pittsburgh
0: no at, or Los Angeles at Pittsburgh. I'm going to, hmm, that's a tough one, actually. I'm going to go Pittsburgh just for the playoff experience.
2: And the yeah. B defense has
0: been pretty good too.
2: I've uh I don't know, the Chargers just got Joey Bosa back, so that that definitely helps Yeah. Him and you know, like Rivers, he's like, he's such a great QB, but he's never really gone far into the playoffs. I'm going to give give go for the Chargers.
0: Okay. Wait. You said really <laughs> you said Rivers never been gone to the playoffs. But yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, but he has experience and I really want him to make it. So All right, well, so that we have we have a toss up there. Okay. Well, let's Put that one on a hold, and then if we have another uh, non-consensus, then we'll we each get to pick which one we're more strong about. Okay. All right. Washington at Chicago. Chicago. Chicago by far. Minnesota at Dallas. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I,
2: I think the Cowboys. I honestly want I to say the so. Cowboys.
0: Seven and five. All right. Well, there there's some clean-cut consensus yeah. there then. Yeah, Minnesota just hasn't been as dominant anymore. No. Um all right, let's go. We have Chicago at LA Rams. I think that's yeah. going to be closer than you think, but Rams. I think the Rams are going to win. And then that. Dallas at New Orleans. Hey. Oh, man, the rematch. <laughs> the rematch of the century.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I. I it's
0: think honestly a clear pick for me.
2: I think, I
0: think the Saints are going to win. Yeah, the Saints. Okay, so the NFC uh, set... The Rams and Saints, and then we go back to the AFC. Los Angeles to Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll go. Let's go with LA. All right. LA versus New England.
2: Man, the Pats always find a way to win. Yeah, I think the Pats are going to win.
0: And then we have the Chiefs against Houston, and will they have Kareem Hunt? I think if Houston continues great on both sides of the ball, I think they can beat the Chiefs, straight up. You think so? Mahomes is so, I mean, they're often so good, but like, Houston just, I think, is more confident right now. I think that the cream Hunt's really going to shake them up.
2: I think it will shake them up, but it's really hard to project, but I think the Chiefs are just too hot. All
0: right, so do you want the Chargers, do you think the Chargers are more likely to beat <laughs> the Steelers, or do you think the Chiefs are more likely to beat Houston? I think the Chiefs are more okay. Likely. You can have Chiefs, and then I get I get um, Pittsburgh, and then I th- still think the 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 uh, Eng- New England beats Pittsburgh though. All right, all Fair right. <laughs> this is really complicated. Yeah. yeah, Chiefs versus New. All right. We just picked the first and second seed in both. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're a first seed for. A and reason. you know what my <laughs> prediction? You know what my prediction was? What? It was for week one: Saints, Patriots. But I'm gonna go. I mean, my prediction is: I think it's gonna be. Um, I think the, I want to say I think the Steelers would actually beat could actually beat the Patriots, but I think the I think it depends on Kareem Hunt honestly. Yeah. If Kareem Hunt's there, I think they go to the Super Bowl because any read I think it just fills in all the gaps there. He's so good. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think that the Saints are going to win. Now. I still want to stick with them.
2: I think the Saints are going to win too, especially with Kareem Hunt out. They're incredible if they if Kareem Hunt is out. I mean,
0: what's yeah, I mean it's just what's a better? I guess you could say the Rams are more well-rounded, but it's just like they're just they're too good, you know. Like last year, they just lo- they lost in the first round of the playoffs. They had like they had the bye, and they're just like they're just a little too perfect, you know. They can, they're just not prepared for adversity. You know, I agree. I think it's and just I don't know. And wait, we're,
2: you're talking about the Rams? Rams. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, you know their their quarterbacks still trying to really get primed and more. More used to that, just even being on the playoff picture, so I think I think the Saints' experience and the composure will okay. beat out.
0: Okay. So we just have Reno walk into the booth. Re- yes, Reno, you want to sit down? Sure. Reno, we are in a, the KVRX uh, Fantasy Football League together. Yes, we are. Reno has a show coming up soon. <clears throat> Let's look at the playoff picture. I am the one seed. Do you know what you are? Uh, the one seed as well. Oh. Oh, you think you're better than me? I mean, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have album Kamara, he's kind of a cheat code. <clears throat> What's yeah. your, are you Jim Lees? Yeah, the Jim Leahy's. I am the one seed, you are the two seed. Okay. So watch your place, buddy. Okay. All right. I'm excited. You're playing Cabo Bob's Burritos with <laughs> Sam Lana who's in Switzerland. Oh, and really? I am, and I am playing a joke of a team, the Eleven Earbuds. Hey, those. that's a pretty good team. <laughs> right. They might play spoiler. Right. It's um, two weeks, you know. What do you think? C- About what? C- could you beat me in the championship? Of course I could. Of course? Could is the keyword right now. I have eighteen thirty-five total points, and you have seventeen thirty-four total points. Ooh. Hey, I had a really rough start at the beginning. <laughs> I did. All right. Well, we'll see. you. We'll update you guys all on what happens there. It is six o'clock. We have Reno's regions. What are we? What are we looking at today? We're doing Madagascar. Madagascar is coming up next. The not like. The movie. Well, I yeah. I was I, doing the movie's music. And I was like, no. What? Why would. That's not interesting. <laughs> Pretty good movie, though, in my opinion. Yeah, but you the, the, the so? sequel, too many sequels. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. They ruined it. They
0: ruined it. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. Thank you so much for coming today, Eugene. You saved my butt. Um. Seriously. And thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed this. Absolutely. definitely. We'll definitely. We're defi- You're definitely going to be asked back. This was an incredible analysis. The best Google Doc I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Follow us at Dudes Football on Twitter. We are on iTunes Podcast. Uh, guys, me and dudes, fantasy football, look us up. Love you. Have a great weekend. Hook them. Hook them. And OU sucks. And OU sucks. I don't know. You can't say that. Dang can't it. Say, I can't. Who? Don't say OU sucks. Around. Oh, my God. Are you crazy? you getting suspended. Down man love you bye lists.
1: guys being dudes